0: Of Block Talk, I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daffoy.com with the code BlockTalk15. That's BlockTalk15 at daffoy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthennow.com for lists news, reviews, and interviews. trouble was brewing in the workroom as weeks of hearsay turned into what she say causing a queen to quit on the spot get the popcorn ready because the girls are bringing you a whole lot of drama and a little bit of love because oh yeah they did smash game too that happened anyway it's time to talk all things drag race all stars aid and joining me is someone who ain't looking for love because they already got some it's Mahajara. how are you yeah,
1: i'm well there it show is my- see there it is
0: like, good for you you're engaged happy happy love is love whatever I'll find love one day in the old folks home.
1: Oh, stop it. You're going to find it on the, on the Island that you're going to be.
0: Uh, when i on Survivor. On. Oh yes. my God. Could you imagine if they put two homosexuals looking for love on the same season of Survivor, it just wouldn't work. Um, Conservative America would flip their shit if they aren't already with that show.
1: Oh, true. True. They're going to try to cancel that too. They're going to say you're going to uh, try.
0: Hey, we just yeah. had our first um gay winner of color male gay winner of color on survivor this past year season 44 crazy
1: right that is crazy it's also crazy that there's been 44 seasons
0: don't insult me like that of course there is the greatest television program next to drag race i can't absolutely all right um
1: are you going to be reviewing drag race when it's season 44
0: am i going to be alive is the question really
1: I think we're all going to be alive. We're going to be I like the so. heads from Peechorama.
0: Maybe. That's, that's a possibility. All right. As yeah. always, let me give that disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, they're real people that get an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what it said on the podcast of we're entertained to discuss reality television show. Now, before we begin on this whole shit, we got to talk about the drag news of the week. The cast of Drag Race France season two has been revealed. En
1: say,
2: are you excited?
1: Uh, we oui, a little bit. I watched a little bit of um, the first season, um, so that's exciting. Uh, Nikki Doll is gorgeous as always.
0: Stun, stun,
1: stun. Are you excited about Drag Race Mexico?
0: Oh, of course, I am. Yeah, with Valentina and Lolita Banana from Drag Race France season one.
1: Yes, look at that!
0: Everything full circle. It's crazy. It's like this, it's this whole Drag Race multiverse, Drag
1: Race Grandness. world.
0: Listen, I, I I am ready to help imagineer Drag Race World, the biggest, gayest theme park in the world.
1: That sounds amazing. That sounds. I amazing. think it would be great. What, uh, world country, wonder, my idea. <laughs> what country? What uh, country would you want to see a Drag Race franchise?
2: Outer space. I don't know. See, whatever I say is going to insult somebody.
0: Um, I okay. I know that we are going to get a little more, um, potentially get more Asian flair in the future. There's, it's already been discussed. I know some, there, there, there's a company, a conglomerate that has access to those franchises should they want to move forward. Um, we've got Europe. We have a little bit of South America. Um, you know what? Uh, maybe Drag Race South mm-hmm. Africa.
1: That sounds fun. That sounds like a lot Let's of do fun. do it.
0: Yes. That's going to be fun. Uh, hosted by starlet because she's our south african representative yeah, drag race at the moment could you imagine she would be like i can't do this are you kidding me uh and then she sees the paycheck she's like yes i can
1: absolutely can
0: all right well enough of that speculating let's move on to drag race all-stars eight you've been enjoying the season after five easy episodes
1: i've been really enjoying it um i went into it um I know it was All-Stars, All-Winners when they did the the plunger and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, they didn't really eliminate people. They just, like, passed the plunger around. And I was, like, looking for that twist for this All-Stars, but it's, it's RuPaul. Like, there's a different twist to everything. So I find the fame games um, a very fair thing to do because, like, Drag Race, uh, like since the birth or boom of social media, um, lots of queens post their looks anyway after they're eliminated, so this is a great chance for them to actually win doing what they're already doing, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, and I've joked many times, people who listen to this weekly know what I'm going to say, it's just funny that they do the same game twist in the season where most of the queens were notoriously known for bad looks. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see at what point we can start voting and who's going to be qualified because right now uh the four options are uh, very interesting especially based mm-hmm. on what the viewers of this show um have to say because they're not feeling these four at all which is so sad it is all right let's move into it Another one for Jimbo. The Queens enter as Darian Lake has gone home. Junes is trying to find the positive as she did lose a friend, but did gain the closet space. Uh, now you as a drag artist, um, how much closet space do you require?
1: Lots. Um, so we're currently sitting in my attic, uh, which is like a finished attic. And it's also a guest room for whenever me and my partner, who also does drag, um, whenever we have out of town guests, they stay here. Um, it's also a workroom, and this is where our more expensive clothing uh, lives. Uh, uh-huh, I Steve. Yeah, um, and which is weird because I'm like, well, why am I booking out-of-towners? And they're saying where the most expensive stuff is. Anyways, um, I, I have about two racks and a closet full of drag. Not, not nice. Not, not too bad.
0: Now, I want to ask, the queens who have to walk for the fame games, do you think they filmed it all in one day? Do they have to bring their stuff to like a different green room? How do you think that all worked? Because I've not really thought about it until now And James like, I have extra closet spaces. Like, but wait, doesn't Darian have all her stuff she has to wear again?
1: Yeah, I think about that too. Cause like, you know, they have to film the regular part of the show and then they have to film that afterwards. I'm pretty sure they just filmed the fan game portion right before the main part like when they do the runway
0: so you're thinking that they have to stay there the entire filming process
1: oh yeah absolutely because i think
0: whoa that's i've heard <laughs> that would suck because like at least with the other one like you're lip-syncing and to try to get in this one they're like get into drag walk the runway and leave
1: exactly and go back to your hotel room
0: literally well right. so, um
1: you as someone who's tried to got try to get on the show i've heard that um You do have to stay for the remainder of the filming. But I'm sure that, you know, they're just, instead of being bored, let's just put you on the runway.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting because I know there was a period of time where they did have them go home. um, Mm -hmm. And some people stupidly, when they went into like a place where they were like hiding out, would go on Grindr and people would then find out, uh, you're not on the show anymore, are you?
1: Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah.
0: Now, in Darian's mirror message, she in ends it ominously, saying, "See you soon?" Question mark. Is there a twist? Well, Candy thinks she don't know shit, and well, uh, she, she she's right. So there's that. No twist. Jimbo cleans up, and Candy says that she cleaned well. So Jimbo says, "Do you want me to do your face?" To which Candy says, "Do you need you need to do Heidi's face?" Sisterly shade or mind games? Knowing what we know, probably both.
1: Probably both.
0: Heidi is the sexiest jackass in town. It is now time to play Pin the Tail on the Heidi. Jimbo is congratulated for her second win, but really, we need to count the votes. Alexis sees that there is a vote for James. The girls are surprised, but really, it was from Darian as the rest of the votes came for Darian. Um, not surprised.
1: Not, no, not at all.
0: That's how it should have gone. So Jimbo is going to say that she knows it's Alexis's wedding day, but she had to pick Darian. Look at our first unanimous vote officially. Ouch! Jimbo is the first queen to win twice, but see, being seen as a front runner, you become a threat. Are the girls planning on sending her home if she lands in the bottom? It's time to sleep with one tit open. It's a new day, and according to James, it's a fresh slate. So being in the bottom didn't happen. As if, bitch! Everyone remembers when you hit that bottom because they're going to use that against you. Mm-hmm. Jimbo will offer Lala a bite of her apple. She sticks out that tongue, and Alexis is, once again, very horny. These <laughs> girls! And, and I'm not trying to be ageist, because I am of a certain age of some of these cast members. Um, It's the older ones that are very horny this season.
1: Well, when you're in a pressure cooker like that, you know, you just uh, gotta keep your legs crossed the entire time.
0: Literally. The alarm blares. It's time for a roo. Um, to allude to a message about broken hearts and broken hips, and I feel you, girl. I think I'm going to need a hip replacement real soon. Actually, no, a knee replacement first. My knees were terrible.
1: You don't have Megan knees? No, I don't.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Rue arrives in a cheetah print blazer as she shares that for this week's Maxi Challenge, it's time to play a snatch game of love. They will have to deliver their funnest, funniest celebrity impersonation as they try to charm the pants off of Foxy Snatchler. Now, here's my thing once again i do not like snatch game of love because it forces the contestants to create their characters Uh around a specific love-based goal and it prevents them from using a strong impersonation challenge like you would do on regular snatch game you have to adjust your answers to fit the theme and i think that's not fair
1: it's difficult it's really difficult because like you you might have to pick a sex or you pick a sexy character or you, I'm sorry, you pick a character that isn't sexy and you have to create a sexy persona for this character. And then like, let's say that your impersonation, like spoiler, like Jimbo's is not known for being sexy and like trying to look for love. And what do you, what do you do? You know, exactly.
0: I mean? do you think going into an all-star season nowadays that it's better to pick a character that works for a love theme or if you're just strong enough at impersonations, do you think you can be able to tackle whatever's thrown at you?
1: I think you can just tackle whatever's thrown at you. I think that, um, you know, moving forward, you know, we're going to get another season of um, American Drag Race, and then we're going to get All-Stars again, you know, just a pattern. But I don't think you should go into it thinking that it's going to be a snatch game of love, because you never know what Rue's cooking.
0: You never know, because, again, we uh, have seen on the World, we have seen... Um, um, a Family Feud version of the game we've also mm-hmm. seen a um, political uh, UN version. So you never know yeah. what you're going to get anymore. Um, right. At the at the end of the day, it's no longer about matching answers or any of that shit. It's really about making a real laugh and making a good character happen. Yes. So let's say you get to do the Snatch Game of Love. Who are you picking? Who are you going oh, to portray?
1: I don't know. Because, like, I... <sighs> I'm really bad at impersonations. Like I'm I'm just horrible at them. Um I've always wanted to be Fran Drescher, but we've seen Fran Drescher twice on mm-hmm. Drag Race. Um, uh, I don't know.
0: All right. Well, you know what? I will help you. I will find you a good character because I'm very oh, good at that. Um, we're gonna get to why I said that very shortly. The girls get ready as they ponder who their snatchers are gonna be. Lala can finally find her man and finally do this challenge for the first time. She did not do Snatch Game on her (coughs) season as she was sent home. She is a baby at this and will try her best to keep up with these hoes saying that you can't excel at Snatch Game and then you're the one to look out for. We learned that Lala will be doing Suki with the good coochie, a.k.a. Sukahana from Love and Hip Hop Miami and I don't know who this person is. Um, What?
1: I've listened to one of her songs. Um, I love uh, very very sexually free female rap and she's very sexually mm-hmm.
0: free yeah now i gotta ask now that they're part of the paramount universe which does include the vh1 celebrities, do you think they're encouraged to do these people for crossover purposes
1: um maybe because we're
0: seeing a lot of vh1 personalities the past couple seasons and i'm still like are you trying to get me to watch these programs? Because it's not working. Subliminal
1: messaging.
0: Yeah, um, it's really interesting. Why do these queens do obscure characters that only a small percentage of people know?
1: Maybe they live in like a VH1 bubble. Like maybe. after you get interested in Drag Race, you get in this VH1 MTV bubble, and you can't escape maybe, it. Maybe
0: there's a VH1 Paramount Plus uh, group chat there is there sure is all right so anyway sukahana is a reality star rapper and plastic surgery advocate which we're not going to hear anything about during snatch game apparently Uh, (laughs) when lala says search her name you can find things about her i was like yep not her first choice she did a google search and said okay called it a day Now, Jessica is playing around with her red dress as Jimbo Snatches it, hoping she can get that dancing rubbing off on her. As Jessica tells us that she'll be portraying Puerto Rican idol Iris Iris Chacon, we will learn from Jessica that before JLo we had Iris Chacon in Puerto Rico, and David Letterman once called her the Dolly Parton of Puerto Rico. So she must have been a superstar for sure. Have you heard of Iris Chacon prior to Snatch Game?
1: I have not. I have neither have I. It. I'm yeah. bad.
0: I'm terrible. But we love
1: learning. We love learning. We love uh, a very wide range of uh, universal things to learn about.
0: James will start the mind games, asking if she can handle doing someone who is so beloved—a thing we've heard many times on this show. And Jessica says she can handle it. Of course, she reminds her that if she can do RuPaul in front of RuPaul, she can do anything. She is brave.
1: Which is the bravest thing Trist- in the world.
0: Yeah, you would think Tristan Mattel uh, learned from that one, but no, no, she didn't. Uh, no. That
1: winner, was bad. winner.
0: Chicken dinner. Not Chicken dinner. Uh uh-uh. All right, Jessica was part of the first Snatch Game in Drag Race History. She was RuPaul. She did not win because, well, that first season was a dumpster fire of a Snatch Game. We, th- they were learning what that was.
1: Yeah.
0: James shares that she will be doing Jennifer Coolidge. I have a lot of opinions to come on the impression because daddy was not impressed. Okay, you know what? Fine, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, She will do a line for Candy who says she sounds just like her. And darling, it's the no from me. It's James doing James saying Jennifer Coolidge lines. There was no J. Cool impression to be seen.
1: I completely agree with you. That was a little rough around all the edges. Um, She just, James Manfield, Already has like such a distinct voice, and I can't hear it as Jennifer Coolidge. And she just kept saying more legally blonde quotes that more than anything. Like,
2: it's really fascinating words. that
0: James went with a character that is known for a high pitched voice. You would think yeah. in this kind of challenge, she wants to stray away. Right. Whatever. Jennifer Coolidge is a gay icon, and her stars continue to rise. Is she a goddess? Well, yes, 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 she is. Yeah. Um, we should we should all um, create a, a uh, statue for her, whatever she would like it to be erected in. Yes, this is also James's first snatch game. She doesn't really know what to expect, as this is her chance to claw her way back up. Now we're going to have a chat with our two snatch game winners in the room, Jimbo and Alexis Michelle. Now, surely they were not going to put the two winners in the same group, right? Of course not. Because my conspiracy theory will be revealed when we got to Snatch Game of Love, I think this was a setup, but we'll get to it. Alexis feels extra pressure as the spotlight will be on them to do well, but thinks that having the pressure will help them rise to the occasion. Alexis won her Snatch Game in Season 9 as Eliza Minnelli, but remember, friends, if Mrs. Kasha Davis got to do it on Season 7, she would have destroyed it all as Eliza Minnelli to the point where no one would have ever been able to do it again. Um, I want to go to that multiverse of madness.
1: I want to see what that looks like. I, I, I it.
0: it's incredible.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Incredible.
1: Okay. I love Mrs. Kaja gotcha Davis. I can't believe
0: we didn't get a Mrs. Kodja gotcha Davis and Snatch Game again.
1: I do too. I she's so nice. I got to meet her when she was in Columbus. She's just so darling. She's
0: amazing. Alexis has a legacy to live up to, so she will be one of the great ladies of stage and screen. B. Arthur. Now, my mouth dropped. One, how did it take us this long to get B. Arthur? And two, I knew this was going to be great because this was totally in Alexis's
1: wheelhouse. Actually, Raven was B. Arthur. Uh, I want to say All Stars was it one or two? Whenever they did one. it must have been one. It was her and Juju B because Juju B was not a French rusher. and they played um whatever show was in the sixties and seventies where like yeah, yeah. there was a um,
0: wall, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Laughing and Raven laughing, um, and Raven was uh, B Arthur, but it was nowhere near the Alexis Michelle level of B Arthur.
0: Yeah, because it didn't even look like her. And now I just looked at the picture; it did not even look like B Arthur. I was like, I wait, yeah. like, not even close. Yeah, oh, man. Well, thank you for reminding me that. Um, listen, All Stars one a lot of us try to forget.
1: Well, it's been like eight seasons of All Stars and three hundred seasons of Drag Race, so it's that's hard true. to go through the rolodex of memory.
0: Alexis did not want to take a step back from doing an icon. She is the titan of showbiz, and she knows that RuPaul loves B. It's a big risk, but it's her moment to shine. Alexis has a diary of notes for B, and I think that's what a f- all future players should do. Listen, call me. I will consult with you. Just wait till I uh say something about a character choice in a bit. Yes. Jimbo thinks Alexis is her biggest competition this week, but she says the pressure makes the diamond. Now, after almost destroying Alexis's wig, Jimbo will ask Lala for a piggyback ride, surely to get inside Alexis's head. Um also, this usually never ends well. No one died on the Lala Express though.
1: Yes.
0: Um, I've watched a, a re- on Big Brother once someone gave someone a um, piggyback ride. They broke their ankle and there was in a cast and a scooter the entire season.
1: But they made it to the end. Well, at least they made it to the end. Not like uh, yeah. Eureka, where she had to go home.
0: Literally. Now, Jimbo will help Lala clean her titties. And finally, Lala has a white person clean for her. Change has come. Yay! Who's single and ready to tingle? It's time for a Rue walkthrough. Gohana joins Rue first and brings a big container of cheese balls because it's her makeup. So she is a Montrese. She will be paying homage to Mother Coco Montrese. Now, I thought we banned playing other drag artists on this show. I thought we like reached that point that they were not allowed to do it anymore. We...
1: I thought Michelle Visage was over it. She was like, it just felt like uh, nothing new and just kept right. like your... Uh... Yeah, you're recycling things, which, you know, you end up falling into the pit, which, spoiler alert, Kahana did.
0: I Listen, I'm here for it, if you can do a good impersonation of one of these drag artists, because at the end of the day, they're pretty damn famous now. Right. You're probably more famous than some of the people that the other ones picked. Right. So, we will ask, how does someone pay homage to Coco, aside from the orange cheese puffs, as she was criticized for the orange makeup by Alyssa? Well, Kahana has performed as Coco for Halloween. She let loose, and that—that's what she needed for this challenge. Uh, oh my God! Wait till someone does Lucy Laduca. That's <laughs> <laughs> I want. Uh She tells Rue that she has been in her head for the acting challenges, and says if she can channel that energy and had fun like she did for Halloween, it could help her get a win. Rue tells her to make sure she makes Coco proud and make her funny. Next up, it's Jimbo. She's wearing Mary Jane shoes and has a curly wig. Rue doesn't need to guess. She knows it's Shirley Temple. So fun fact, when I was graciously offering my consultation help for someone auditioning for season 16, I gave a suggestion for them to do Shirley Temple because I knew it would be funny. I advised to make her the child that grew up and was experienced and worldly Look how things turned out. Want help for your audition tape? Hit me up.
1: I will. Brilliant choice. Sure will. That is a I, brilliant choice.
0: When I was working that, with this person, I was like Shirley Temple would be hilarious. Like I don't know. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, Shirley Temple for Snatch Game could be funny. Um, would I have suggested it for Snatch Game of Love? Not necessarily, but it yeah. still was funny because Shirley Temple could be funny and stupid
1: especially if you play her as in like an adult and like kind of like um uh, what is that movie uh whatever happened to baby jane kind of like that character where it's like and an everyone's
0: asking person. why has no one done betty davis yet
1: oh well well come on friends well um
0: Roo shares that Jimbo was on the canadian version of the ash game where she won as joan rivers what a highlight Rue then says on UK vs. The World, she did not do Snatch Game and Jimbo somberly shakes her head because she was in fact eliminated the week before. She wanted to play with Rue so bad. Fuck you, Pangina. Uh, No, actually not, we love Pangina. Rue has high expectations for her. So has Jimbo performed as Charlie Temple before? Nope, never. She has never even tried the costume on. She's taking a risk and she will be as sweet as pie. It's her moment to do an American Snatch Game with Mama Rue. Um, I don't know if I actually believe that she didn't try her costume on because, like, what was she going to do if it didn't fit?
1: She'd probably have, like, two hours to make a new one.
2: Literally. Now, Heidi visits Rue. And based off her stuff, Rue can can deduce that she's doing a pirate. It's
0: Blackbeard. Interesting choice.
1: Very interesting choice.
0: Heidi has never played Blackbeard, Blackbeard, but she do like booty. Don't we all? Uh. Rue reminds Heidi that Heidi has not won a Ming challenge, and her question for her is, are you disappointed? Oh, I see. This is all set up. We are trying to get her to do a Jan face crack. I see you, producers. Now, Heidi will say that she's not disappointed, but says it's a pressure cooker, and it can get to her at times. She has to be in the moment and have fun. And Rue tells her that she is naturally funny and a charismatic person. But I guarantee you, Heidi left that chat being like, oh, she knows that I'm not doing well, and she's not here to help me. Well, Heidi says that being there is taxing, and she lets the competition get to her, a.k.a. pan over to Candy Muse as she says the competition gets to her. She tells us that she needs to remember that she's there to have fun and show off what she's got. Okay. It's time for Snatch Game of Love. And here's the Snatchmaker herself, RuPaul. So here's how we're gonna do things we will break it down by game and then by contestant and discuss each queen as their character and their progress in snatch game of love obviously there's going to be some moments of overlap so fret not we will get to it all
2: are you ready
1: i am i'm ready to meet my snatchler
2: all right well game one the sugar wall closes as our first
0: snatchler is a pisces with serious intimacy issues it's matt rogers um, were you familiar with the work of Matt Rogers?
1: I am not.
0: So, for those who don't know, he is um one half of La Culturista's. Um, I, I mean I've known him for years. Like we've not, we're not friends, but like we ran in the same circles for a very long time before he got famous. That he got okay. famous is like, of course you did. Huh. Um, but very, very funny lady. Very, very funny. First up, Heidi as Blackbeard. Uh, well, shiver me, Timbers. It's Blackbeard the pirate. Yo ho ho, honey. She is here. Now, Rue will ask Blackbeard if that is a wooden leg, to which Blackbeard says, Baby, I got a third, honey. And this yeah. was the chance to make a wood joke. Like, 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 are you happy to see me? Like that kind of wood joke. She didn't do it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Why didn't she do it?
1: Because she thought that. Um... I have three legs, uh, suffice, then it didn't.
0: No, no. Um, I think from this moment, I knew Heidi was just being herself. And whether she dressed up as a pirate or a cowboy or an astronaut, it was not the character. It was going to be her regurgitating pirate lingo as Heidi, which is fine. I just wish she would have picked a better option.
1: Right. More recognizable. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a... She could have been Jack Sparrow.
0: Sure. Johnny Depp is like there's a lot more to play with right now our first question is if you could take me anywhere in the universe on our first date where would you take me and why Blackbeard answers they would take him to out on their big black ship and take them around the six seas well there are seven seas um that was the error number one and you're like I don't know if that was a joke error or if you literally did not know the seven seas which means you didn't know your character
1: that but also you could have just played it up and like oh shit i only discovered six you know literally there you go yeah
0: there's the cover-up but it doesn't matter because blackbeard loses the peg legs jigs up funny recovery that was a funny recovery i will say that um which is where like the third leg bit could have come in but i don't think it was supposed to happen
1: right
0: next she gets the describe your feet and please be irresistible about it Blackbeard says, Mr. Rogers, it's round, it's silver, and bitch, you'll get a splinter. That part was hilarious, but now that's the third joke about the fucking peg leg. That's
2: all we've gotten is peg leg jokes. Right. There's no talk about booty, nothing. Just peg legs. All right. Jessica Wilde as Ida Chacon. Okay, so... It's Puerto Rican bombshell. It is to come. And
0: uh, what kind of man is she looking for? She's looking for. She's gonna do that little tongue thing, sausage and eggs. Um, funny, but it's also Jessica being Jessica.
1: Yeah, um, I'm very scared. You know, coming from a person who English is my second language, I'm always scared that people who have an accent, that them just having an accent is what's funny, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm scared about with jessica is that she's either relying on it or we're just like laughing at it you know what i mean
0: right all right the question is they say you are what you eat so who are you she says papi i am a bombshell with a tremendo culo she shakes her ass and rue laughs it's not necessarily not an answer but it's not an answer to the question asked
2: (laughs) she's her butt right
1: i mean it's still an answer like you are what you eat which is ass but that means you're an ass i don't
0: know I don't. right so that's the logic there and that's that's the problem with i think snatch game of love specifically mm-hmm. is you have to make it fit the question as opposed to snatch game regularly you, you can say your catchphrase about having a tremendous culo and it still yeah. works
1: right right
0: now she's gonna get the question about her beauty secrets and says that every morning she cleans her face with leche and there's no funny in the answer. And then she's going to play her two maracas. But I think what she was going for with leche, I think was some iteration of cum. Which yeah. Which funny. She, she you, should have said like leche. And then instead of saying milk, she should have just said cum.
1: Right. Or she should have done like some hand motion. You know what I mean? Exactly. With the maracas. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Her lost opportunity.
0: Now, look into at number one's eyes and tell me what you see. Her answer, terrible makeup. Uh, so, Blackbeard says she's cross-eyed. Good recovery from Heidi, at least. Right. And that's how you play this game.
1: Outside of the peg leg jokes, that was a funny joke.
0: Now, speaking of playing the game, let's talk about Kahana as Kokomontrius. It's drag royalty, Kokomontrius. And that's right, she's back. She knows that they called Alyssa first, but when it comes to love, she's no runner-up, bitch.
2: Okay. There was promise... But, like, it's also just angry Kahana. Yeah, there was no...
1: It's just angry Kahana. Like, that's not Coco.
0: Coco will get the question. You are what you eat. What are you? She starts, what do you think? We get the shitty sound effect, but saying she's a damn Cheeto.
2: Okay, which is fine. But the answer should have been orange. Right. She's an orange. Look how orange you look. You're an orange.
1: <sighs> Missed opportunity. Because
0: her next question is, I have great skin, and that's because I moisturize. What's your beauty secret? She says filters because ain't nobody naturally beautiful. If you are, how much you paid your doctor? And once again, Kahana has botched the question. This is where she should have
2: said, Cheeto, rub it on my face and call it a day. And that's the funny joke. Face palm. Uh, I know you can't prepare because you don't know what the
0: questions are going to be, but you got to know your character well enough.
1: Right. Or you can adapt to any car- or any question.
0: Now, this is going to lead Heidi saying that she needs a refund for the joke, which gets Rue to laugh. Now, Kahana as Coco will say, you hoes need to keep it cute and I'm not joking, bitch. And that was funny because it's in character and we got the line. So at least Rue laughed there. Right. Next question. It's tradition that virgin brides wear white at their wedding. If they got married, what color would her wedding dress be and why? And the answer should have been nothing other than orange. Orange. No other option. So what does she say? She says, depending on the filter she was using that day, it could change the hue. So she don't know if it's given peach or yellow or orange. Okay. So. Comedy has to be quick, fast for comedy. Now Blackbird will hand her a treasure map, tell her to find the joke, and we got tension in the room. Kahana in confessional will say, don't kick her while she's down as it's not her strong suit and says it's trying to make a joke happen at her expense. She's not here for it. But quick for comedy, just say orange. That's all you gotta do. And here's another reason why Snatch Game of Love is problematic because in Snatch Game, it's a match one answer, one word. Yeah, she said orange. It's over. She got the joke, and it's funny.
1: Stop overly explaining it because you're kind of making it less funny.
0: The whole hue filter thing, like, is that a is that a Coco thing? Is that something maybe she knows about Coco that we necessarily don't? I don't follow Coco, so I don't know if she uses filter all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I follow Coco, and like, yeah, she's like any other drag queen who uses tons of filters and um, Facetune, but like. Does that make Coco any more special than any other drag queen, including Kahana herself? No.
0: And again, I'm not saying you can't do a drag artist from Drag Race world. I think you just have to know their body of work when it comes to the show. And I think Kahana had the goods. She just didn't know how to use them. Right. Let's move on. She's always best in the show. It's Jennifer Coolidge. How's that, White Lotus? She says, you'll have to wait till after the show to see that. Now, obviously, we know Jennifer Coolidge on the White Lotus season two had a lot of the most infamous lines from the show. They filmed it beforehand, so they wouldn't have known the lines. Yes. So I'll give James the pass there. But could you imagine that we just lost... The gays are trying to kill me in a future Smash game with Jennifer Coolidge because we had to have Jennifer Coolidge here.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Damn you, James. And listen, the look. If you didn't tell me who it was, I would never have known it was Jennifer Coolidge. The makeup was not good. The voice was bad. I think this was an overrated performance in a group that was just overall not good.
1: It was a lot of James and not enough Jennifer. Exactly. Now, before we get
0: her first question, she says to Matt that he seems like a homosexual. They can make it work as they lay in bed and touch fabric swatches and the gays love her. Um, Do you know homosexuals that just lay in bed and touch fabric swatches? I mean, I do like fabric swatches.
1: I do love fabric swatches. Uh, as a seamstress, I actually can't buy fabric unless I actually touch it. So I have to go to a joint fabric, which is 20 minutes away from my house every other day and touch fabric swatches
0: that's fair that's fair all right her question he's trying to develop a foot fetish describe your feet in a way he cannot resist jennifer says she didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz and asked if quentin tarantino's behind the wall she says she's a busy actress as
2: it's a sag violation being there right now and um she didn't answer the question no at At least she was funny They then say you can tell a
0: lot from a person's soul by looking into their eyes. Look into Snatchlorette number three's eyes and tell me what you see. She says I can tell she's wearing contacts. Now I'm going to say it. I cackled because Coco is known for those ridiculous blue contacts.
1: Yes, Coco was the first meme where it was like her with those blue contacts, and then like what she sees, and it's like just all blue because they did they did that to Sasha Colby. I was like,
2: uh
0: huh, uh huh.
1: I remember when they did that to Coco.
0: It's so funny.
1: It's hilarious.
0: Now we have, will have Blackbird ask her why her lips look like that. And Jennifer says that glossy to which Blackbird says it looks like she kissed a baboon's ass. And she says, thank you. <laughs> the buzzer sounds. That's what we have for this round. In my opinion, I was entertained by Heidi the most. But overall, these four in any other season will be lower safe
2: at best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you.
2: Matt will end up selecting Jennifer Coolidge, a.k.a. James Manfield. Bingo!
0: Do you agree that James was the winner of this group?
1: I mean, just because she was Jennifer Coolidge and just because she has that voice, I think, like, it was the best overall. I mean, she's a pretty quick wit person, so, like, it was the best out of all four of them.
0: I do wonder, and I'm, I'm just throwing out the part of a conspiracy... If Heidi, quote, won this round, would we have had the result that happens later? I don't think we would have.
1: No, not at all.
0: All right. Blackbird's going to leave and drop Polly in her booty. Polly is done. Ida Chacon will tell Matt he will miss all that ass. And then Coco tells Matt that he looks like he has good credit. Finally, Jennifer Coolidge tells him that she picked the right girl, dumbass. They're going to go shopping. And that's He's game just- one. Yeah. On his two. Card. The Sugar Wall closes. He's a Scorpio who was born without a gag reflex. It's SNL star Bowen Yang. Are you familiar with his work?
1: Absolutely.
0: Well, he is the other co-host of La Hole with Matt Rogers, and he's another one I've run into the same circles with for years and years.
1: Yes.
2: All right. Alexis is the Arthur. Go ahead
1: I was going to say his George Santos is everything. Oh, it's like, so brilliant. So brilliant. I think that's like also a great snatch game, but oh, God, that would have been a great snatch game. No,
0: But no one's going to be able to do it unless you're Meatball.
1: Absolutely. That Meatball performance was everything. So good. All
0: right. Alexis is B. Arthur. It's Rue's favorite Golden Girl, B. Arthur. The bitch looks like B. She sounded like B. If you told me it was B, I would have believed it. Yeah. She tells Rue that she's a and confidant, to which Rue says, Thank you for being a friend. So, what kind of man is she looking for? If he's got a pulse, they'll do great. Funny. It's a reference to the show and it was smart. Her pussy is drier than Grant's tomb. Okay, that was funny, also. Yes. Um, she did her research, she did her character study. She knows who B. Arthur is. Yes. Our first question. I love an outdoorsy girl. If I took you camping on our first date how would you make it super romantic? Well B says they can start by reading through the collected works of William Shakespeare and then they might get a little drunk and they'll land in jail. She sings and hits that baritone note. Rue loves it. Great.
1: Great. She knows her character.
0: Question. Is where is the strangest place you've made Whoopi? She would have probably have to say in George Papard's pool house Rue will ask if George was there she says of course was the whole A-team there she's an opportunist brilliant um now Renee is going to give her a cigarette because she deserves it um I'm going to ask it do you know who George Papard is
1: I don't
0: do you know what the A-team is (laughs)
1: I do know what the A the okay, team, uh, well, what we the got that team is, yes. because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I Mr. guarantee T. you
0: there there was a lot of yeah, a lot of Gen Z being like, who's the A team? Yeah. Um yeah, Mr. T friends. Um that's a snatch game character I want to see.
1: That is a great Snatch Game character. So I know Mr. T from wrestling mostly, but uh-huh. like I feel like we need the only person that did um a wrestler was um uh, Darn. Uh China. China. Someone who did who did China? It was uh uh, uh
0: Cameron Michaels, Cam- right? Cameron
1: Camera Michaels, yeah, Cameron yeah. Michaels. Yeah yeah. We need more WWE uh Smash game characters.
0: Yeah. Um Mr. Cheese was so funny. Uh that would be yes. so out all right candy as renee graziano from mob wives i have no idea who this bitch is but i can tell you once again it's candy doing candy
1: um but going back to our conversation about the vh1 multiverse uh this is another vh1 show Mm -hmm. um yeah i i totally agree this was just candy in a fur coat (laughs)
0: How's business? She says Staten Island is booming, but the feds don't like that. Are the feds listening in on our conversation? She says, you tell me you're the one mic'd." Okay. How would she make camping super romantic? She says, first of all, they are not going camping in Staten Island. The dump, the dump is infested with rats and the same rats are over here.
2: Okay. So she probably says rats on this show. Where's the funny?
1: Honestly, I was a big fan of Mob Wives just because of Big Ange, but mm-hmm. this sh- doesn't sound like Renee at all. Yeah.
0: Um, Renee is asked, what kind of animal at 1 would be? And she says, a cockroach, so she could step on her. And B says, she would like to see her try. She spent years at Attica. Yes, it's a men's prison, but she was there a year before they found out. Brilliant! So smart! We because, know our again, like, this. This is one of those references that Attica is just, you, you have to pull that deep for you to mm-hmm. get that one. Yeah. Alexis is good. She's very yeah. good at this. She is then asked to give Snatch Right number three a nickname and she says a fucking whore. And Suki says that's her nickname. She knows
2: it well. Great. Candy, what did you do? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Lala as Tukiana
0: from Love and Hip on Miami. Sukiana's here. She says she shoots in Miami. She lives in Atlanta. So what? Did she call home? Houston. That was stupid, but very funny.
2: Yeah. The timing
0: was good. Uh, her question is roses are red, violets are blue. How do you feel about open relationships? And she says, as long as y'all both have both open bank accounts, we all good in the hood. Um that's funny. That's funny and also true. So that's uh, the only yeah. way I to be in an open relationship. So And she's asked if she was an animal, what kind of animal would you be and why? And her answer is poodle because this pussy barks. Okay. The punchline was there. I'm not sure the poodle was the answer that I would pick for uh, what I've seen. A of Shukiana, But yeah, I mean, I, I maybe yeah. like a, a, a pit bull or something. She got a little more bite than um, a poodle, a poodle, a poodle, a poodle. Um Let's do it. She's America's OG sweetheart. It's Shirley Temple. Baby, it was unhinged.
1: It was unhinged. Animal the crackers voice, in my soup.
0: The voice that Jimbo made was wild and disturbing, and she won the hearts of America and the world. Is she ready to win the heart of a nice snatchler? Does he know how to babysit? Brilliant, Brilliant. I'm
1: right out of the gate.
0: Her question is what song best describes your love life and why she says the good ship lollipop. Cause she's a sweet trip to the candy shop. And the answer was perfect because she then says that she's all grown up now as she's a hundred years old. It's the goofy <laughs> voice that lost me. Now B will ask if that's in dog ears and Shirley is Franz. You tell me bitch. Uh, good banter. Good banter. That was. Now we are not going to talk about it right now, but we know that um, someone's gonna be mad for banter. Um, But this is how you play Snatch Game. This is part of the game. Mm -hmm. And you would know that if you've actually played before, but alas, that person we're referencing did not. This was their first time. Shirley's next question is, I'm terrible at remembering names. Look at Snatch Lorette number one and give her nickname. I would never forget she says clam chowder because she looks (laughs) stinking and that's because um she's got the best clam in miami the two of them i'm telling both ways they did great banter but if you put alexis in that first group or jimmo in that first group those two are the winners
1: yes
0: why do they put the two winners together
1: This may be a chaotic thing to manifest, but I want to see Alexis, Michelle, and Jimbo do like their own... uh, uh... I
0: I think the reason why they put them together is because they knew Alexis
2: would win and they did not want to give Alexis a win. Fair. I don't think they want Alexis to win. She would have won.
1: Yeah. Having swapped her out with anybody from the uh, the other group, she would have won
0: even over james even if he kept james yeah. that first group she would have been yeah. the winner absolutely mm. all right to all the adult baby lovers this one was for you but also no kink shaming where is the strangest place you've made whoopee shirley temple well shirley temple answers well wouldn't you like to know you pervert stop hiding behind that wall and show yourself she says you and your dirty old questions you dirty old man <laughs> this then prompts shirley to tap dance and it's the best dance performance jumbo has given it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> um, when she sits down, she says, Who would
2: believe I just shit myself? And even candy breaks in this moment. I just it was nice to see someone perform Shirley Temple similarly to how I would
0: have how I advised someone to do it and see that it went perfectly according to plan. So
2: this was good validation for me. it felt very good, very good. Yeah, yeah.
0: The buzzer sounds that uh was very much the better of the two rounds and i think the two best snatch games of the night were in this group and they happened to be previous snatch game winners um alexis was perfection jimbo was chaotic and these are the two ways to win snatch game for me personally i know she wasn't as laugh out loud funny but Mm. performance wise and ability to banter i think my winner was alexis
1: absolutely um I mean, it's really a toss-up between them, but I think Alexis had the strongest because, like we said, um, the best way to kind of do, like, the Snatch Game would be to have your quotes, but also make it fit into the Snatch Game of Love. And, like, all of her quotes and all of her jokes really did fit into either Snatch Game or Snatch Game of Love. I agree.
0: But Bowen will end up selecting Shirley Temple, a.k.a. Jimbo, and we obviously know why, because it was crazy. Yep. B leaves first and says, God will get him for that. Renee Graziano will catch him, his ass in the parking lot. Sukiana says they wouldn't have worked out anyway. And finally, he may end up on a list. But oh, golly, it's Shirley Temple, who didn't think her he would be so small. She's going to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> funny, funny. Now, Matt and Jennifer return as Rue says the time has come for them to lip sync for their love. As Matt and Bowen dance off to read you, wrote you, so silly. So, so silly. silly. Um in the world of snatch games this was good. I think you had two standouts and the rest were there. I think the trouble of having so many queens who have never done snatch game before is why it played into the result that we had as they were trying to understand how to play the game on top of the element of love as well. Um I think it's time to go back to the OG version. That's just what I have to say, Rue. Please listen to me. I'm telling you, yeah. it's for the best. <clears throat> it's elimination day. Get your popcorn ready, friends, because things are about to get juicy. Jimbo will tap dance in as Candy says that Snatch Game is the most nerve-wracking challenge in Drag Race history. so she can breathe again. And by breathe, she puts on Jimbo's Shirley Temple wig, and now we have Drag Queen Groom. Um, I am sure you've seen that meme.
1: Yes yeah from
0: despicable me, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm also gonna say this. If you told me that was the same wig she wore when she played Cindy Brady, I would believe you.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would believe you.
0: Jimbo had so much fun being a little psychopath and Alexis had fun playing together. She says they have they each let each other have their time. Hannah will be in the corner with Candy in a new filming angle because I don't think production was ready
2: for the start of this chat. Um she's gonna can tell Candy. She gotta be real. Heidi shook her and says that sisters and family don't drive the truck and roll it on top of you.
0: Candy will say that she heard Heidi told Jimbo that she was coming for her and she better watch out. She's confused at the game she is playing. Candy's says that heidi has spilled fake tea her telling her that jimbo came to her after they cut the cameras that heidi whispered in her ear watch out for candy she doesn't know what she thinks heidi heard as she states, she did not say that and she if anything
2: is looking out for both of them she is confused and betrayed okay more on that soon
1: this um all this drama makes me think of like those red uh, lines, like in detective uh, detective shows, where like you yeah. gotta piece together all this, like who said what about who, and it's just like a lot. But it's an easy, easy
0: excuse to say it was set off camera. Yeah. All right. Well, how does Jessica feel about everything? She thinks she started out cute, but sometimes the jokes weren't there. She didn't think she did terrible, but she thinks she can do better. Alexis will ask Kahana how she's doing, and she says she's back and forth as she was already feeling defeated when she went in. Alexis will say she feels her, but let's be real. She don't feel her because this <coughs> is in your wheelhouse. Stop trying to relate. Right. Anyway, Kahana will say that she sent her what, that what sent her was Heidi because she felt she was pushing her as she saw her struggle and throwing the jokes back at her. She believes Heidi was antagonizing her with the map, she says was not cute. Now let's break this part down. Was this all fair in the game of Snatch game or did Heidi take it too far? Do we have to consider feelings of your friends when playing a game for? two hundred thousand dollars
1: absolutely not i think what heidi did um could either save kahana and kahana could have bantered with her just like the way jimbo and uh, alexis were bantering but also i just think she was playing the game correctly she was making a joke and she needed to save herself you know from a bad character i'm gonna say it a bad character i think being able to kind of I guess a play off of the shortcomings of Kahana was a good um, was good I mean either
0: Kahana has not watched Drag Race since she's been on the show or Mm -hmm. she truly does not know how to play Snatch Game because the way Heidi did it was exactly how other people have done it and we have seen other people quote throw each other under the bus it's all for comedy Yeah, Heidi got the jokes and that's it you can't Mm -hmm. be mad at her for it you gotta right. be mad at yourself for your performance.
1: It's not throwing someone out of the bus. It's improv.
0: Exactly. Um, because again, the the whole point of improv is yes and. Kahana didn't do the yes and.
1: Yes. And <laughs>
0: Heidi will apologize as she didn't know Kahana was having these feelings and she's a little hurt that she thinks she would sabotage her. She tells Kahana that she doesn't want her to feel like she was trying to push her down and was hoping that she would be able to volley and hit the joke. Kahana says that she wasn't hitting the jokes that Rue was giving her. But to be fair, it's easier to work with a sister in character than with Rue. And we've seen that time and time again because Rue doesn't necessarily know every reference that you would go back with kahana just doesn't know why she was digging the hole even deeper for her and tells her it really hurt so heidi will tell kahana that she appreciates that she's being real with her she goes to her and says that she never wants her sisters to feel like she's trying to make them feel less than or push them in the in in the moment that conversation was had and we should be able to move on like we do every week right wrong Candy the shitster will come in and be like, since we're talking about family and stuff, she's going to ask Heidi why she went to Jimbo saying she was coming for her. And the collective grins in the room. They know what's about to happen because we have already had the sprinklings in previous episodes. Heidi will say that she did not did and then calls out Alexis as she was allegedly present when Candy was saying she would send Jimbo home. Heidi wants Alexis to tell the truth and shame the devil. And now listen. Alexis is in a very difficult position as she knows she has to be honest and no matter what she says, she will be pissing someone off. But instead, she will piss off the fandom with how she responds simply because of the result. Alexis is going to try to flatline, but she will say that she nodded because Candy said that to her. And then Candy gets loud and intimidating, and clarifying that she said she was gunning for her. And Alexis will be like, "No!" And this is where the plot was lost, and the course of the rest of the episode gets chaotic. Alexis will start to agree with Heidi, then changes her story when Candy pipes up. So, which is it? Heidi will say what she heard. Alexis will be like, "I didn't hear say that." And Candy will say that she said Jimbo was competition. Now, to be fair, we don't know what was said off camera, but I can tell you based on watching
2: previous episodes of this season, Candy sure did allude to having this strategy of knocking out the top. Very interesting how this all works out, right? So
0: Candy is asking why Heidi went behind her back to throw her under the bus, which is what she claims Jimbo said, to which Jimbo is like, I didn't say she threw you under the bus. She just let her know that she needed to watch out for Candy because she said she was coming for her. And this is how alliances blow up. Candy will say, there aren't they supposed to be sisters? Where's the loyalty? And Jimbo says, Heidi was being loyal to her. Facts are facts. And Heidi is just not here for Candy questioning her integrity. Alexis will try to mediate and say they can chalk it up to the fierce competition, but Candy says it's a democracy, where they are voting, and if Jimbo landed in the top and Candy was in the bottom, she would believe all the shit from Heidi and would send her home. Unless she were a real alliance, and you'd have a chat first like you do in every single fucking episode. So once again, Candy gets her TV moment in a way that was really not attractive. But this is the game, baby. It's Heidi's word against Candy, and Jimbo doesn't know who to believe. She thinks it feels shitty to be in the middle. So up until this point, where are you feeling? Who are you on? Do you have a side? Or are you just like, I like popcorn. I want to eat more.
1: I like popcorn and I want to eat more. <laughs> when I see drama like this, I just like, I want to see it all unfold because I just, I don't want to take a side at all because like one, again, as a roof fan, as we're seeing it off screen, we don't know what's being said off screen or off camera, but just seeing it all unfold, it's just like, i
0: just want to enjoy my popcorn yeah now to all of our asmr lovers the music cuts and we're going to get a sound of pop glue stick a fan being used because there is silence in the air and no one knows how to recover from this moment have you ever been in a dressing room where um colleagues have gone after each other and you were like i don't want to be here i don't want to be here
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's before the show starts and we're all getting dressed and we're all putting the final touches on our makeup and people are blowing up and tensions are high. And I'm like, y'all, it's Wednesday.
0: <laughs> Literally. Alexis wants them to burn some sage. Jimbo jokes to burn some wigs, but the laughter leads to Heidi telling us in the room that the de- there's dead silence and you can hear a rat piss on cotton. Have you ever heard that phrase before?
1: I have never heard that phrase before a rat piss on cotton
0: no no and then i
1: envisioned what that sounds like
0: all i was like i do not want to be in a room where it's that sound and i know there's a rat in there because i would fucking freak out i do not like rodents do not like rodents no 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 Heidi's feeling very alone it's not sitting right with her so heidi will tell jimbo that what she told her was what she had heard and that's all there was to it and wants them to have fun and tells them when it comes to voting vote heidi the girls will be like, no, Heidi, but she has made her decision. She does not like what this has become as it has become ugly and hideous. She tells them they don't have to vote. She's leaving. Heidi walks out of the room as they tell her not to leave and Candy will go after her but tells her she is not going back in there. Candy will tell us as upset as she is at Heidi, she's gone over the hill, which is not the phrase she was looking for, but we're going to go with it. Um, over the hill is age related, yes. um, but okay, Candy. It's just like the leaves. They have two sides, bitch. Yeah. Um, she tells us that she didn't want this to happen as she is her sister and doesn't want her to go. Heidi says she needs her peace and joy as she has lost it there. Heidi says she will not regret this. She is pleased with what she showed. Nothing is worth her happiness. So Lala tells her that her decision is her decision and tells her she's meeting Heidi has done what she needed to do. She showed her growth, had fun, and had a kiki. She did it all, and now she's done. Her destiny is in her hands. Didn't expect it to blow up to this point, but I think based on the edit of a television show, we saw it coming. The foreshadowing was there.
1: Yeah. Tensions were boiling over multiple episodes. Exactly.
0: And I I, I really do think, I don't know if I agree with a lot of the results that have happened this season, Mm
1: -hmm. because I
0: do think Heidi did not get the fair shake she deserved. She did much she, better than the results told her she did.
1: Absolutely. I agree.
0: And I think knowing how Drag Race works, knowing where they are at this point in the competition, she knew there was no way she was winning this season. And I think she said, rather than be in a toxic environment where I'm not happy and I'm not being seen the way I need to be seen,
2: mm-hmm.
0: leaving was the best option for her i'm sad as a viewer because i really do appreciate her as a character on television i appreciate her drag aesthetic i think she's a funny person and she's a very sweet person i've gotten to interview her she's really a doll Mm -hmm. but in this atmosphere they broke her down because they were not allowing
2: her to win they didn't want her to win but she had the she she had the potential to win yeah absolutely
1: and honestly, um, you know, not to speak on people's mental health, but like she, you can see the cracks were there. You know what I mean? Like you can definitely see, mm-hmm. like throughout multiple episodes. Well, I know we're all on, on episode five, but throughout the season, you can see that she just was breaking down because she knew that there was not a a shiny light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Candy will come back to reveal that Heidi is not coming back and Alexis will just start sobbing. If you have not seen the meme of Jessica reacting to the two times Alexis has cried, go find it. It is so funny in this moment.
1: That's actually Um, how I react to people crying.
0: I don't know what Alexis was feeling, but I know that there is a sense of guilt because she didn't want it to happen like this. And her answer or lack thereof did set the course. Do we think Heidi would have left if Alexis was honest? I don't know. But the fact that Heidi believed Alexis was there hearing the same thing she did and she can't offend her. I would want to be out of there that room too. Cause no one has your back.
2: Yeah.
0: I've been there before. It's easy in the world of technology where you can just. Ghost a friend for a couple days and be like, I, You didn't agree with me? I don't need to deal with you right now. And then you, you come back together, and that's what happens. But in this situation, there's no guarantee of that, right? Alexis will monologue and say that when their lives have been the darkest, it's been what they do that has saved them. Jimbo thinks it's shocking that Heidi gave up on this opportunity. She says they came into this competition as friends and she envisioned them being in the finale together. And now Jimbo doesn't know who to trust. Candy says this is not how it's supposed to end, and well girl you were a part of it
2: candy you did candy you got your moment after all attention let's forget to the runway as mama ru is giving
0: glitter color blocking and a cute little number this week we have michelle visage ross matthews and la culturistas matt rogers and bowen yang ru will take this moment to confirm that Heidi and closet has chosen to remove herself from the competition and will not be participating in the fame games and that's on that. So you will not get to see her looks on social media. As she said, you got to go pay for it. You got to go on Patreon. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: As you, should, you should go, yeah. go pay for her for the money that she needs to make for those looks. Um, I hope after the season, after this is all said and done, she will share it with the world because I think we would love to see her art. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: But I respect it um i'm sure it's gonna get leaked here and there because i'm sure our friends over at the drag race wiki will probably have someone on the patreon and take it and put it on their site but i will not be doing any of that
1: right which is very unfair to heidi and i hope listeners out there listening and not doing that to heidi because we should respect her privacy in this moment and her healing moment
0: absolutely Category is reveal yourself, and I just want to retire this theme. Um, I am over reveals after after watching it the other week on Drag Race España. It's it's done. We're done with it. There's no yeah. way to do anything new. Um, it's a, it it's we're done. That's my piece on it.
1: It's getting a little uh, much, and it's just basically becoming um, just a lot of velcro, a lot of velcroed off looks. You know what I mean?
0: In honor of the runaway, we are gonna play Take It Off or Keep It On. Starting with Jessica Wilde, no designers listed. She is paying homage in her starting look to her chicken from season two in the jacket. It's cute. And then what happens next is a disaster. First, she's an eggshell, but it looks like a giant orb, which then reveals to two eggs. I think if you eliminated the second look we might have had something but you will hear me bitch about removing clothing as reveal a lot so it still would not have been satisfactory Um, hate the red hair for this look it's not right for the color story it's way too striking and uh, distracting this was just a miss for me
1: her hair should have been yellow so it looked like yeah
2: or blonde
1: yeah or honestly she should have like a headpiece like that could have been like chicken feathers or something I don't know
0: or a dripping yolk coming down her face or something, making it campier.:
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Or a fucking chicken head. Honestly, her snatch game of love character was dressier than this than this <laughs> character.: true. Or this a uh, runway?
0: Michelle says that her body and her hair looked great as she somewhat embodied Isakon. She says there was so much more to her that could have been done. Ross says that she looked excellent. Matt uh, thanks, her, thanks her for telling her the important story of the chicken and the egg and that she is taking the side of the chicken really did come first. Bruce says that she was excited for Isakon because she is a big fan, but says it didn't hit the mark and didn't get her point of view. Um, this is going to be a keep it on.
1: This is a keep it on audience i like to keep
0: it on please the audience 56 take it off 44 keep it on kahana mantris look by calvin marquez jr when she came out i said where the fuck the reveal gonna be and what does she do she does a burlesque attempt to reveal her cooch and tatas i think this is a slight cop-out she don't need clothes to be beautiful i get that but i i need an attempt to do the category for her to move forward in the competition This is hard because unlike others, everything that she presented is stunning. But as far as a solid reveal, for me, I needed more. But framing it in the world of burlesque is the only way I can allow her to save the narrative in my eyes. Because it is burlesque.
1: Right. I'm also just, we get it, you're a Las Vegas girl and showgirl, Vegas, feathers, boas, all that. But like, is that all you got?
0: Right. Rue says, va va boom. Michelle says that she chose her drag mama and says, in theory, the idea was good, but what went wrong is it was a bunch of same thing over and over again. Bowen says there's nothing wrong with playing an ornery, cranky Coco, but it's hard to react from the place when Rue is throwing her some assists or as she's interacting with the other queens, she, has, she says it's a hard job to do. Ross says it was just flat, but what was not flat is the beautifully ridiculous outfit. And Matt says that not only was the look beautiful, but her presentation of it was sexy and alluring. I'm going to give this a safe take it off because what was presented was beautiful. I wish she went a little further with the reveal. I agree. Audience 58% take it off 42% keep it on James Mansfield look by Velarde designs hair and puppet by James. Maybe I was just expecting so much more, but I was bored by this. So she comes out as a furry monster takes the head off and gives us a typical James look, which then goes into a swimsuit and wait, there's more. It's a bikini. But when we get to the bikini, all you could see was that nude illusion, and it was not the ticket. She should have stayed in the swimsuit, and I would have been not as critical. Yeah. Uh, This, for me, was just very pedestrian. I was bored.
1: She has that similar silhouette all the time, and it, it gets boring.
0: Michelle says if she walks this earth and never sees a dragon impersonation of Jennifer Coolidge, she'd be okay. She thought she did a wonderful job and saved the first group. She says the runway is really cute, but the fit is a bit awry. James says it's because she lost weight, and Michelle says she's got to pin it, pull it, because whatever the situation is, she's out there for display. She says she is also starting to get a bit samey for her. She wants versatility and different looks. Switch it up. Ross says he loves that Michelle says switch it up as the bitch came out as a pink Muppet. <laughs> Bowen loves the runway so much as they are long overdue for the ossification of Jim Henson. She did it perfectly. I'm going to say keep it on.
1: Um, All the way to the swimsuit,
2: I would say keep on. The audience, 47%, take it off.
0: 53%, keep it on. Candy News, look by High waisted Studio. I have no problem with a variety of styles if there is a cohesive story. What Candy did was give us three looks that had no through line. First, we get an old-fashioned housewife, which turns into a woman in a dress and ends with a futuristic space girl. There's no cohesion. I think if she wanted these three silhouettes, the color story had to be consistent. I think part of why I can't relate to Candy on the runway is her inability to give me a clear and concise story. I will say that the final reveal
2: execution was great. It was what Sasha Colby tried to do in the finale
1: yeah i um in terms of cohesion i was excited because like i didn't i haven't really seen candy in something like this like that old-timey housewife kind of look but you know once you get into the the bra top and the the panties and everything then it's candy but again like you said there's no connection
0: keep it on please i keep it on audience 22% take it off 78% keep it on they did not like it speaking of things they did not like lala re no designers listed now i know what i said i would have preferred jessica to do with her look but when we get to lala coming in with a cape and then revealing it to a leotard i was like we're back to basic lala it's not a reveal it's taking off a fucking cape well yeah. i think the garment is pretty and she looks nice this is just not up to par with an all-star nowadays
1: no not at all i mean that indigo color was beautiful but it was just like you said a coat and then goes into a bodysuit with a big bow at the end at the back even keep the bow was kind of like bending yeah
2: yeah 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 keep it on
1: i agree keep audience
2: 23 percent take it off 77 percent keep it on
0: jimbo look by joshua naponte now listen jimbo is an insanely brilliant artist who the fuck can come up with shit like this? This is campy. It's drag. It's terrifying. This It's exciting. This is what pushes the boundaries and drag. We have an Adam and Eve concept where Jimbo walks out backwards with a creepy fucking head and body illusion. She then <laughs> turns around to be Eve with a giant apple hiding her between me down there where a snake pops out. This was so smart. It was so innovative. We have not seen this level of reveal before, and that's why we need to celebrate it.
1: Absolutely. Like, when you talk about the caliber of what an all-star is, this is the caliber of an all-star. Absolutely. Which like, we've, always, we've all seen, like, Adam and Eve costumes and Adam and Eve on Drag Race. I feel, yeah, Alaska mm-hmm. was Eve. So we've seen it before, and it's not a new concept, but, like, this took it to a whole different level, and it was great.
0: Michelle asks with the kindness of her heart what the fuck is wrong with you she says Shirley Temple could have not been more insane she says the tap dancing giant human being was just wrong in all the best ways she says then she comes out there in this runway whose face is at Jimbo well it is hers she had her face cast it was next level Bowen says he feels like the concept matches the quality that matches the comedy he says she brings all three of those together well Matt says that he will go as far as to say that she is the best physical comedian that Drag Race has ever seen. He says when she started tap dancing, it was the funniest thing he has seen in months, maybe years. Take it off. It was great.
1: Take it off.
0: Audience, 92% take it off, 8% keep it on. Alexis Michelle, no designers is listed. Now, for those New Yorkers of a certain nightlife generation, this is an homage to Alexis' stint during So You Think You Can Drag, where she did her Into the Woods witch reveal. So she has done this kind of reveal before. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me so happy. This was a masterclass in reveals. It's expertly crafted and executed. She brought so much magic and excitement. My only critique is... I wish the reveal into the beautiful witch was not the same shade as her blueberry look and the face was not as creepy. Um, you can learn a thing or two about how to do drag from Miss Alexis Michelle. I really do think she was robbed this week.
1: I I agree. Um, her B. Arthur was amazing. And then even though the reveal still had like its issues because I feel like the witch part was just a little too costumey, like something mm-hmm. you can get at Party City. Um, She did really well. She did very well this week. And she should have won, but uh, yeah.
0: Michelle says, you'd think that B. Arthur is an easy character to do, but it's not. She says it was really, really well done. Ross says just the outfit down to the outfit that either she wear to a gala or to the pharmacy was perfection. He liked her reveal yourself runway look as she went from a creepy little witch to twirl into this beautiful gown. He wishes that the gown was a color so it was a real juxtaposition from the witch. And Rue says she was so good and was really method. She says she was just marvelous. Take it off. I loved it.
1: Take it off. Take it off.
0: Audience, 91% take it off. 9% keep it on. Now, since the fan games are upon us, let's go through our eliminated queens. Darian Lake, look by Angel Ayala, hair by Integration. I think this was a very smart concept and story, going from bride to widow. The execution and the reveal were there. I know we, she had a little bit of trouble, from what we saw, could have been cleaner, but I approve of how it was done. This is by far the prettiest she's looked. Like both of those gowns were extraordinary.
1: She's gorgeous this honey blonde hair and the, I love that she goes like between fascinators and everything. This is beautiful.
0: It's a take it off for me.
1: Yeah. Take it off.
0: Audience 79% take it off. 21% keep it on Monica Beverly Hills. No designers listed. Uh, This is flounder now. I think this is yeah. a strong showing for Monica here. I like the color story and how it all continued through each look. The jacket to the dress of the Leo was an easy way to do the category, but at least she put
2: effort into it. I like this. I love it.
1: It's like a... Uh, who's the character from X-Men? Starts with a J. Jubilee? Jubilee. It's giving me very Jubilee.
2: It's a take it off for me
1: take
0: it off audience i don't know what you have against this bitch 38 percent take it off 62 percent keep it on wow nisha lopez no designers listed everything always comes down to styling what could have been a great moment was ruined by that fucking hair it was like a dead animal on her head the reveal was great as it wasn't just taking off a jacket and there it is the jacket was removed and the dress fell down i think the two tone black and white was clearly an easy theme which she's not the only one who did in the game but i'm telling you this would have been amazing if that hair was just a simple flapper wig or literally anything
1: yeah but what she wore a mushroom it gives me very t-boss but but but
2: there there was a mullet part in the back
1: yeah yeah i don't get it
2: it yeah, doesn't make sense.
0: Someone, please tell me why it does make sense, and then I'll shut up. But I need to know why she picked that wig.
1: She ran out of wig options. She could probably go to hair store.
0: um, I'm I, because of the wig. I have to give it a soft take it
1: off. I give it a soft take it off too because the execution was beautiful. But I wish the. I agree with you. I hate the hair.
0: The audience hated it. 27% take it off. 73% keep it on. And finally, Mrs. Kasha Davis. Look by Maya Douglas. Hair by hats by Carlos. Once again, black and white motif. I think this was what I expected Kasha to do. Um, This is a recreation of Maya Douglas's winning uh, pageant look for one of her competitions. I don't remember which one it was, but she put on her Facebook or Instagram. Um, I think the dress jacket to the gown to the swimsuit was a logical journey. I just don't know if the swimsuit was the most flattering Um, I do appreciate her homage to her drag grandma. I just wish it was styled a slightly bit better.
1: Yes. Um, It was entertainer of the year. Sorry, I'm following. I'm looking on Instagram. Yeah, It was entertainer of the year. Um, I don't like the swimsuit, bodysuit, what have you um, fit. Um, I love that it was kind of like a part of the dress, but it just, it wasn't flattering at all.
2: Yeah. Again, soft, take it off.
1: Soft, take it off.
2: Audience, 40% take
0: it off, 60% keep it on. Now, Rue has determined that Candy and Lala are safe, leaving Jimbo, Jessica, Alexis, Kahana, and James at the tops and bottoms. Of that group, I have to agree with it, I think. I agree. Um, I mean, I could have seen a world in which Candy could have been a bottom, but I just did not see Rue saying that ever.
1: I I would have liked to see Candy like based on the runway as well as the core um Renee Graziano performance, like it was bad. So I could have seen her in the bottom.
0: Now Jimbo is revealed as the winner of the week. Alexis and James are safe, leaving Jessica and Kahana as the bottom two. Um, I mean, we've already heard what I had a good I say. I I think
2: Alexis was the winner, but whatever.
1: Producers won Jimbo.
2: The queens have voted. The look has been changed. It's
0: time to get back on the main stage and see what's about to happen. Our lipstick assassin is well. We're going to get a guess of Cameron, but no, no, it's someone who came to play. It's season 14's Jasmine Kennedy. Yay, my friend!
1: I love Jasmine Kennedy. She's so fun.
0: The song is "Dula Peeps" hallucinate. What a fabulous track! You said "Dula Peep." I did say "Dula Peep." Um, listen, I'm starting to get very nervous about Jimbo as a potential winner, because if there is a lipstick for the crown, um, the only person who she can beat is Charlie
1: Hines. I saw that meme. That was hilarious.
0: So funny. Um, listen, Jimbo almost trips, but tries to give us some reveals with the boa and the head wrap. Um, the reality is this is a pop girly song and Jasmine is just that bitch. She slayed it and she even did do a um, There was no match once again. Like, thank you for trying, Jimbo, but no.
1: This is one thing you couldn't win this week.
0: Ru has decided that the winner is Jasmine Kennedy. More money is rolling over. Thirty thousand dollar tip next week. Oh my god! Oof. Just to do a fucking lip sync, god damn it! Right. The bottom queen step forward. Will it be Kahana? Will it be Jessica? Ru decided that no one will go home as Heidi has already left. Um obviously we know what challenge is coming up next week and we think they had a specific number of queens they needed for us so that's part of the reason why i think no one went home but also
2: why send another queen home after that trauma right would you have been okay seeing someone else come no not at all should we talk about untucked
1: i unfortunately did not watch it i'm sorry well
2: that's okay
0: um I'll give you the highlights. You want to hear okay. some highlights? Yeah, absolutely. Right. We're going to begin with Heidi and her removal as she gets a chance to pack her things in peace. Um, and I have to assume that she did that while they were filming the main stage because uh, she was still in that um, little getting ready gown.
2: Yeah.
0: She says the tipping point was that when Kahana was hurt by her, as she doesn't want someone she's close to to be hurt by her, she will say that it was also Candy hopping on and trying to make her out to be a liar. She mentions the Alliance and how it was Candy who was trying to make Heidi sound like she was fake and trying to lie and scheme. It told her enough and she had enough. She says your journey is your journey and as long as you're okay with who you are, you can't be mad about the decisions you've done. She has no regrets. She is proud of her growth and what she brought to the table, but it's sad that she wasn't able to show everything. Um, And we're going to watch her leave a mirror message, which we're going to get to shortly. Do you think we would ever see Heidi on the show again or do you think she's tapped out?
1: I think she's tapped out. I think there's a lot of people in the drag race multiverse that um, they either did really well in their season, have come back for all-stars, and that's just enough for them, Um, which is sad because I want to see more of Heidi, but just let her get her peace and joy that she wants.
2: Now, here
0: is what I found fascinating that happens next. She will leave a message in confessional for RuPaul saying she's sorry for leaving like this and says she loves and respects her. I know there are a lot of things that we don't get to see behind the scenes, but I just cannot fathom that Ru didn't say anything to her. But like at the same time, I actually can. At the end of the day, I do think Ru does owe it to the girls to be there for them more so because we as viewers come for the queens. Rue is just the cherry on top. Right. As I've said about it on the Drag Race España Recap, Supreme Deluxe will always check in on her kids at a time of need. She will always sweep in
2: if someone's about to leave the competition. It doesn't matter what shape she is in, if she's in full face or not. I don't think Rue cares. And
1: that's very sad.
2: It, it is, um, especially
1: this being an All Star season. You would think that Ru um, wants to do all like mental checks and you know just make sure that all the queens are good because you're bringing them back for two hundred thousand dollars.
0: And I'm I, I think what we have to remind ourselves as viewers is, is mental health is important. This show is a very difficult process for everyone who goes through it. And we have to honor the queens who decide to leave for their mental health or for whatever reason. Correct. And I just feel like when your host is not out there championing that as much, it just doesn't help the narrative. And we've had a lot of queens leave competitions, at least in the past year, between Baby and Isis and Heidi. I don't know. I I, I feel like we got to talk about it more.
1: We absolutely need to. Cause mental health is important. Doing drag is taxing on your body, on your emotions, on your mental health. And um, whether you're local, whether, I mean, I don't know what it feels like to be a drag race girl yet. Um, but like being on the show and having cameras on you and being like Heidi said throughout the season, to be honest, it's a pressure cooker. And yeah, it's hard like having like your all of your emotions like being put on TV, but also like no one's listening to you. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. All right, Candy Lala are gonna head backstage as they are safe. Um, they would like it to be their top two. And I was like, not on my watch, not happening. So now we're gonna get to the message. It starts off sweet, but Lala reads the PS part where there is a switch. Heidi wrote, What's said in the dark comes to light. Very ominous for sure. She left a seat in that room. Candy says that it sucks to see her sister leave, but it's a competition. If you don't want to be there, then leave. What can you do? Now, Candy, Candy's starting to spiral and doesn't know how Jimbo leaves without winning because of the bullshit that someone has gone around seeing. Can we please show her the things she's already said? She is built for this game, and that's why I feel like she's being a little hypocritical. She wants to play the game. Play, play the game but realize like you are doing the same thing that you're accusing Heidi of doing. Right. Lala notes that two people are in the bottom and Candy thinks they're going to go to a top six, but they don't know what's about to come. No, no, you're not going to the top six for girls. Um, tops and bottoms are coming back to the workroom and James enters saying, hey, shapeshifters, because the Muppet is back. Candy's going to alert the girls to the mirror message and they all note that Candy, that Heidi will not be returning. This is it. Um, Alexis will say as crazy as traumatic as it was earlier she knows that Heidi has was having an internal struggle and she had been having upset moments prior to this Jimbo will say that she is sorry for Heidi but it's a competition and it's one less person they'll be competing with Jimbo knows that if it, ha- if it has to be true that she is in some sort of competition as she's won three challenges she doesn't want anything from the dark to come to light so she tells the room that if they feel something share it that's what they're here, here to do. And you know no one's going to say nothing. Mm-mm. Because James thinks a lot of the girls are threatened by Jimbo and they're just not letting on. She notes that a lot of the girls would rather climb a tree and tell a lie than stand on the ground and say the truth. Cue the drink sip from Candy. So I think we're going to get a lot more from Candy moving forward about this whole little drama.
2: Mm-hmm. come.
0: Mm -hmm. Jamie was happy to have won as they all love her Shirley Temple and Jessica is in the bottom with Kahana and thinks her critiques weren't terrible. She thinks somebody had to be in the bottom with her. Candy thinks Jessica is in the bottom because Heidi left. And I was like, oh, you really,
2: you all think that Heidi was going to be the bottom? Um, Isn't that crazy? Did you think Heidi would have been in the bottom if she didn't leave? No, honestly. I think it would have been
1: where it is now, like Kahana,
2: Kahana definitely in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alexis will
0: apologize to Kahana and say that it seemed that she did have to be in the bottom. But Jess- Kahana says that Jessica does not to be deserve to be in the bottom. Someone will try to say no, but then Jimbo's going to whisk Kahana, uh, Jessica away before the conversation can be had. And Jimbo was hoping that Heidi's self-elimination would lead to them not sending anyone else home so they can dance around and have a good time. But alas, the show needed content, so this is what was going to happen anyway. Jessica's pleading her case to Jimbo. She says that she should stay because of her track record and working hard and promises that if she keeps her, she will see herself on the top again. Jimbo will say it's difficult as she loves her and Kahana, but notes that Jessica is stiff competition. She's got the angel of the devil on her shoulder. What would
2: you do in that situation? Would you send home the the better of the competition? Like um what uh like a
1: Naomi Smalls moment? Yeah. Um y- yes, actually, because
0: life's okay. not fair. Life's not fair. It's true, it's true. Kahana will tell the girls that she thought she was in her head and was prepared for snatch game, but she was focused on saying punchlines that she was missing the fun. She does agree that she should be in the bottom, which Candy says, um, yeah, your performance was a little rough. Um, but she says she's a fighter. Kahana is about to go talk to Jimbo, but Alexis has to tell her it must be difficult to be in the bottom looking like the only woman in the fucking room. She did look sickening, um, but Alexis trying to butter up, not cute, not cute. Jessica pleads with her sisters and says she can't tell them what to do, but she thinks her track record is not terrible and they can't, and they can see it's her first bottom. She thinks she's proving what, why she deserves to stay. With Jimbo, Kahana has mixed emotion as she was prepared to be in the bottom with Heidi. She didn't want her to go, but was thinking that who else was going to be in the bottom with her? She was shaken that Heidi was hurting them all. She'll fight to be there and tells Jimbo that right is right and feels like she is going home, but she knows reality that she was the worst and has to make peace. We're going to get to see her little lip sync assassin, and it's season 14's Jasmine Kennedy, the Black Flipping Bimbo. She says to be a lip sync assassin is someone who has the ability to assassinate any girl that comes on stage, no matter the song. She has been in six predicaments before. So she
2: thinks they got the right girl for this one. What do you think a lip sync assassin has to be? Uh,
1: One, know your words. (laughs) Um, Two, be able to um, adapt to whatever song it is. So I know that this song, um played to Jasmine's strengths um i've seen her perform and she's freaking phenomenal like just an powerhouse of a, of a performer um but i know that she can also adapt to any song so to her with her she's a true um lip sync assassin but the ability to adapt to any song really that's an lip sync assassin Would you define there.
0: yourself as a lip sync assassin?
1: No not at that's all. fair honesty we love honesty yeah.
0: all right our podcasters bowen and matt come backstage and again it's wild to know that i used to be in the same room watching drag race viewing parties with them but i'll be famous one day right
1: you're gonna be on the show you're gonna be judging the show
0: maybe yeah, when i'm amazing. on season 18 maybe hopefully all right, so um, they said it's a dream come true being there and seeing how it all works. And Candy asked them how cool it was to play in the snatch game. And Matt says they had to do a walk around when they told them they would get to do the competition. Bowen says that as an artist, you want to show a complete version of yourself, and that's the thing that is about the show. And sometimes, whether you leave earlier or later, it's still showing people who you are. And Matt notes that little queer kids at home look forward to growing up by seeing a group of people that all like each other and support each other. And he remembers when he was a little kid being scared to grow up as a gay kid, as there was nothing to look forward to. And I was like, yeah, things have changed. I remember being now that's a lie. I was, I came out in my twenties. So I was like, yeah, it was, it was still fine, but it's all, it was all better.
2: Jessica will say that this generation has the opportunity to see people and get inspired and not be scared. Yes. This will be the first time we are going to then hear Jimbo admit that her weak
0: spot is, in fact, lip syncing. I wonder if this is going to be a plot point moving forward.
1: Did we hit um, a nerve with Jimbo? I think
2: so. I think so. We're going to get one last peek of the lip sync, save our bottom two,
0: and uh, then we're going to have, because no one's being eliminated in this moment, interactions with jasmine and the queens backstage with I, which i thought was really cool um i really thought they're like hey lipstick assassin you think get out of here uh, but no they get yeah. to talk a little bit
2: well that's um, nice
0: yeah top seven in the house we got some burning questions to wrap this podcast are you ready
1: absolutely what Let's is heidi's legacy um heidi's legacy what's gapping in um being able to whistle through your gap um but also being able to just make light of a lot of situations she was very lighthearted. she was uh, a wonderful breath fair both on her season and this season of all stars um and just being able to make people smile i yeah. think that's wonderful
0: i think she's always going to be a fan favorite she's going to be a rupaul favorite um yes. i don't think she needs to come back to the show but i think if she says i'm ready to come back she'll be she'll she'll be there and Ru will be happy Um, I just do hope that whatever went down has been resolved and she will be able to talk about it in the future. But um, again, mental health, it's important. And being an advocate for it is very, really necessary nowadays. Yes. Who won the week? Not necessarily the winner of the week, but who had the best episode?
1: This episode or just like Mm -hmm. the... uh... This
0: episode. Ah. I'm going to say Heidi personally, because I think she went out the way she wanted to go out.
1: I feel like she was the winner because like she's taking care of herself. She's healing the way she wants to. Yeah, And like she said, she's putting her destiny in her own hands.
0: Absolutely. That's how you do it. All right. We get the aftermath of Heidi's departure next week as the maxi challenge is the world premiere of Joan, the unauthorized risk. Who do you think is going to do well and who's going to get the ax? Um,
1: uh, I, to be honest, um. I'm going to be interested. I'm interested in seeing how Kahana is going to do. Because like we didn't get to see a lot of Kahana during her season. Mm-hmm. So like, how is she going to do it in an acting challenge? You know what I mean? Or not an acting challenge, but a rusical challenge.
0: I don't know what uh, characters are going to be coming out of this one. But I can only yeah. imagine that Alexis Michelle is going to fight to be Joan Crawford. I don't, maybe we'll have different oh, yeah. ages of Joan Crawford. But even a little preview. like She knows how to do Joan Crawford. Um, right. but I don't think whoever plays Joan Crawford will win the episode because that never happens yeah. um, I'm excited I, I think this is amazing content to do because Joan Crawford is fucking brilliant um, right. and Tina Burner is probably flipping a shit that she didn't get to do this challenge
1: oh absolutely <laughs>
0: Um, I just I can't wait to hear the musical version of Tina bring me the axe it's gonna be funny I can't wait to hear That's- what Leland did um, also that little clip of Leland, he looked like Fred from scooby doo
2: And I'm not <laughs> mad at that at all. At all. All right. After five episodes, the winner of the season is.
1: In my mind, I'm Team Jimbo. It's a it's a Jimbo meet and greet. Um Listen. I said it, I said it from the very beginning. I was like, this is a Jimbo meet and greet. There
0: is still they there on one of the fan accounts, they have um a little stat. Picture going around about the queens to win their f- the first three challenges of the season. um Admira Thunderpussy from Drag Race Sferia, she won the season. Drag quen from Drag Race Belgique won the season. Sasha Colby, Drag Race Fifteen won the season. There are two other people who are on that pic- on that picture: Petita from Drag Race España Three who's probably going to win the season and Jimbo who is probably going to win the season. The writing is on the wall. If Jimbo loses, I, I, I just don't know how it's going to happen. It would have to be an ellipsing. Who else could win at this point? It,
1: it could be. Alexis is not very liked in the community um, or by the fandom. Um, it's just because and the like, show's not attitude. helping her whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, Honestly, yeah, you're absolutely right. I can't think of another person who could. Preseason, win this season. the
0: other person I thought would have been Candy, but Candy does not have the track record at this point in time. Um, no. So unless someone knocks Jimbo out, you, you gotta you have to give it to Jimbo. Yeah. Crazy, right?
1: Are we on this uh, meet and greet streak? Listen, I got forward? to meet
0: and greet Jimbo and interview Jimbo at Dragon. That interview is coming. Um, it's yeah. really fun and. Fun fact, I'm going to have to edit and splice and dice it a little bit because we had to pause it in the middle because she did a meet-and-greet with um, All-Star 6 winner, Kylie Sunique Love. Uh, Very, very funny when that happened. But, um, yeah, I I, I would not be shocked if Jimbo wins.
1: Not at all. I'm here for Jimbo, Team Jimbo.
0: Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug?
1: Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Mahavijera. That's M-A-J-A-T-H-E-E-J-E-R-A. Um, if you're in the Columbus or in the Ohio area, I host the first ever all-Asian-American all, Amer- all Asian American Pacific Islander show at a bar called Bosco's in Columbus. It's every first Saturday. If you're in Ohio, I'm trying to think of what else, uh, Venmo. It's, uh, D-E-R-M-T-U-R-I-A-G-A. If you want to drop me some coins. Um, that's all I got.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm sure we're going to be talking again soon when another franchise comes out again.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's so good seeing you.